What's up, guys? It is your girl, Sarah from Sarah Styles, here with Christina from Kit and B Style. You recently uh -huh. changed that. I tried to tag you. Yeah, it used yeah. to be week, and I was like, oh, she changed yeah. that. I'm um, a blog, so uh, I changed it because I, I thought, you know, the blog was going to be more broad than boutique, so. Oh, uh, that makes sense, and I kind of wondered if you were, like, going with a broader sense of stuff. Yeah. Um, so if you have not joined me before, Christina has been on before, and I'm trying to have her on quarterly to kind of talk about the economic outlook, retail outlook, what that means for us as resellers. So I will let her introduce herself in a minute, but real quick, while we let people join in, I am going to make a couple of announcements just real quick. So one is if you are an affiliate for the dashboard or you have the dashboard and you want to be an affiliate, I have increased that to a 35% payout. I'm realizing it takes a lot of work to be an affiliate and to make posts and come up with content. Um, so I really want to make sure to pay you guys accordingly for that. So you can go ahead and the information for that is down below. It's like a two minute process to sign up to be an affiliate and then you get your own link um, and then you get a 35% payout for that. So if you're already an affiliate, that's already got into effect you're automatically getting it if you want to become an affiliate you can click the link down below the second thing is if you guys don't know i do have a podcast as well there's uh youtube instagram and a podcast as well so you can head on over the link for that is down below as well podcast you can support so on youtube you get paid revenue um from advertisers on a podcast you can support podcast so if you like the content you can pay as little as like a dollar to be a support so if you like my content make sure to um become i think they call it a monthly subscriber i don't know what it's called but there's a little support button and it's like 90 you can do more but it's as little as 99 cents a month so i'd really appreciate that because this is my time and i appreciate giving the content and it lets me know that it's something that you guys do appreciate. There are a couple of people asking in the chat. So while we wait for people to log on, today was our my first day of remote learning. Me and Christina were talking about that a little. Um, I'm here, so I made it. Um, <laughs> it was, it was, as bad as I thought it was going to be, if that makes sense. Um, I didn't have high hopes. We couldn't get logged on this morning. Zoom went down nationwide. So then we couldn't get on Zoom calls with teachers and we had to go to Google. And I have three kids and little kids and managing. And um, so if me and my husband make it through this year and we're still married, I feel like, because <laughs> I was bitching at him. He's like, why are you yelling at me? I'm like, I don't know, because you're the only person around. So, but I'm here and I'm excited to be talking with Christina. My business is kind of taking a back seat. So I'm going to be looking forward to these calls, I think, a little bit more than normal because I've done very little business things today. So while we wait for people to log on, I will let Christina introduce herself, tell us a little bit about her background. Um, she has a great Facebook or a great Instagram, so definitely make sure to follow her on Instagram. I don't have the link. Um, while you chat, I will go to your Instagram and I'll put that in the comments. So Christina, if you want to introduce yourself. Yeah. Uh, Christina Bow. I um, have a corporate finance background, um, but I'm not working right now. I actually quit a little over a year ago to get a certification, uh, which I was able to uh, pass uh, both exams. Uh, only, I'll, I'll brag for a moment, only 43% of <laughs> people pass on their first try. Uh, it's a global um, certification, so I was proud of myself there. Uh, but once I passed, uh, COVID hit, and so um, I'm kind of branching out into some other things since we have time with the job market and, and things going as they are. And so uh, I mentioned earlier, I'm starting a blog. So I'm learning how to build websites with WordPress and it's uh, not going too well. Uh, oh yeah, that's new, new, new tools to put in the toolbox. 
Um, but I've been reselling since 2015. Um, I'm on Poshmark, uh, Depop, and then Mercari, but Mercari's kind of taken a backseat. I have a I have a hard time juggling um, a lot of things. I know Sarah, you do eBay. I don't. I don't do eBay. eBay. I have not uh, ventured out into that yet, but maybe. Well, and see, I don't do Mercari <laughs> or Depop. I can. I'm the same way. I have to keep it minimal, um, especially right now. I'm having to take a step back. Um, are you? doing the WordPress all on your own, like self-taught or do you have people that can help you? Cause it's intense. Well, um, just, you know, you Google and YouTube. Um, I, I did do Bluehost for my host and then, um, I bought a template and I imported that. And then now I'm just kind of figuring out, you know, how to make it look pretty and where to put pictures and how to post a, a, a blog post and all that fun stuff. So I got a little frustrated and had to had to back out of it. Today. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's very frustrating. I'm asking because so my website is in WordPress. Um, it's nice because you can have control over the back end, but then you have to know how to do a lot more than like if you were to do other sites. Um, and I built mo like 60% of it, but my brother is um, does WordPress stuff. He does, he speaks at like their, uh, conventions. And so if you have questions, that's why I'm asking. Yes, <laughs> if yes. you have questions and you're like, Oh my God, because he's like, well, it's easy. Just look that up. But I'm like, but I don't even know the words to look up. Like, I don't even know what to Google, but what you just told me is like a foreign language. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. And then he does it in like 30 seconds. And I'm like, okay, okay. cool. So uh, yeah. if you have take questions, take you up on it because, uh, it was, it was hard just to get the template imported. It was supposed to be really easy and it wasn't for me. So, um, you know. <laughs> once you once you get once you get there, because mine is now that it's there, it's pretty easy to okay. maintain. Um, but my website is not anything spectacular by any means. Um, it could be a lot better. But once you get there, um, so if you get to a point where you're like, I don't know what to do from here, um, yeah. let me know. That's not the topic on hand. So the topic <laughs> on hand today. Thank you guys for joining. This is my normal accountability call. We are going to talk um, other things in accountability as a special guest mostly because I'm remote learning and I don't have time to do more YouTube videos. So I wanted Christina to come on and we're kind of overtaking this accountability call. But for those of you who normally join the accountability call, please feel free to leave your comments if you guys met your goals last year, last week, what your big successes were, and then also what you're going to be working on for this coming week. And then we'll kind of go over it next Monday as well. In today's video though, we are talking about economic trends, retail trends, e-commerce trends, um, how it translates to selling on social media, and much, much more. Christina sent me over like pages of notes, so I'm excited to hear all about it. Um, let's get right in. Feel free to ask questions as we go as well. And Christina is definitely a wealth of knowledge and does her research. She's not making these things up. She actually does her research and um, really knows what she's talking about. So let's get started. Let's talk a little bit about the economy. The pandemic hit last time you were here. I know it was a couple of months ago. I think it, yeah. Yeah. It had been like a month or two. And so we were kind of trying to figure out what was mm -hmm. happening with it beginning of summer. Um, if you want to kind of give us an update yeah. on what you're seeing over the summer. Yeah, actually, I think a lot of the things that we talked about have kind of held true. Um, people, you know, been, I guess I'll call it kind of nesting, um, very focused on home, uh, games, um, you know, redecorating home improvement, um, 
things like that. Now that we've kind of gotten through the summer, I think it's shifting a little more towards, you know, you just mentioned it back to school and that looks so different now. Mm -hmm. um, electronics have been a huge seller, but now I'm hearing today there's a shortage of laptops because of all of the, the kids mm -hmm. learning from home. So, um, you know, supplies have been more along the lines of home office and getting that set up and office supplies and, and those types of things. So retail sales have actually really bounced back to pre pandemic levels, but there's mm -hmm. a lot of things that are kind of fueling that, um, home purchases, car purchases are up. There's you know, really low interest rates, a lot of good deals. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of people are, have realized they want a yard or they want a pool or they want, you know, something different than what they've had because it, they're on a staycation right now. Um, so, Cause we're spending all of our time yes. in our house. Yes. <laughs> yes. So they feel like things aren't working for them. So that's, that's driving quite a bit of it. Um, how does this, because unemployment is at like a high. Yeah. So how is, I mean, to me, that's kind of doesn't make it like people are out buying new things, but then a lot of people are unemployed. Yeah. And so um, unemployment is still high. The um, job growth and the job, jobless claims have, jobless claims have been around a million a week or so. And then the job growth has been, um, it was a little slower this last month. I think it was 1.7, whereas the two previous months were over 3 million. Um, mm. so it's, it's kind of leveled out. Unemployment's dropped a little bit. I think 10.2 was the last number, um, I saw, but uh, a lot of analysts, investors, um, actually Goldman Sachs is predicting a 27% increase in the GDP in Q3. So a lot of talk mm. about this V, um, recovery, uh, once uh, states open up and, and, um, folks get back to work and the GDP had dropped 30%. So it's not quite back to pre-pandemic on, on that. But um, consumer spending is, I think, 70% of the GDP. So it's a big driver. And, and consumer confidence um, is something that's going to be uh, really big uh, going into the next uh, two quarters. But the shift has, has begun. Um, you know, I mentioned just with things, people are more focused on wellness, um, fitness, things uh, for the house versus clothing sales. So clothing sales um, actually uh, had a year over year decline um, versus uh, the other goods. Yeah, and I think we've talked about, I talk about this a lot on my channel, but I think we had mentioned it um, at the beginning when we had talked about how people were still spending, but it had kind of shifted. Um, and I do mostly clothes and purses. And yeah. so that had kind of gone down. But over the course of the summer, I've been getting electronics from different places and home goods, and that is like booming. So that's something to keep in mind it keep mind of um, that if things are slow for you, look at the market, look at the economics, see what is working. Um, if you're on eBay, even if you don't use eBay, but if you're on eBay, you can look at their data to see what is selling. You can look at various different places on the internet just to kind of get an idea of what's selling, but home goods, electronics definitely are selling. Um, I do have a couple questions though. So yeah. you had mentioned the confidence and I don't want to get political by any means, but it is an election year. I mean, it's definitely a very, very heated election. How does that go into quarter three and the consumer confidence, right? Like a lot of people yeah. are like, oh my God, what's going to happen? You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's not even just the election. It's the pandemic. And I think there's a lot of good news right now on the, um, you know, the therapeutics and, and the vaccine side. Um, so that's going to drive consumer confidence as well. I think the biggest unknown right now is kids uh, getting back into school mm -hmm. and people getting back into their offices. 
um, you know, retailers have just had no idea how to stock for back to school because typically, you know, it's a lot of clothing purchases and um, supplies and that type of thing. And um, that, that they just, it's not there because, you know, not all the kids are going back to school and then some are starting back to school and then they're back at home um, after a couple of weeks if, if cases spike. So there's, yeah. I think that's going to be the biggest piece is do people kind of rally you know, back around, oh, I don't want to spend anything because I don't know what's going to happen with uh, homeschooling and what their needs are going to be. Um, you know, and then you still have uh, um, the uh, just vacations and, and other things. They said travel will be the last thing to um, mm -hmm. come back. Uh, which, you know, for resellers, you know, travel related, vacation related items um, typically can can be a big seller. Um, and they say that's going to be the last thing. But then everyone I talk to really wants a vacation and really wants to get out. You know, they've been trapped in their house. So, you know, we'll, we'll see. I think it's just. I th yeah, it's hard, though. I mean, I want a vacation, too, but just with all the standards. Um, someone is asking if you can talk just a bit louder or maybe get oh, a little closer. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I can hear you fine, but I, it may not be transferring over. Well, what's hard with the vacations is even if we want to go out, a lot of places internationally, but even in the yeah. States are closing borders. My husband's from um, the Boston area and they were supposed to come, his parents were supposed to come visit us and with everything and their health, they didn't want to come out. So he was like, well, I'm working from home. Let me just go stay with them for a week. It's less yeah. risk because it's just me. Um, they've closed their borders down. You can't, I mean, it's like this big, huge thing. So even if we want travel i don't think yeah i i agree like that's going yeah. to be the last thing because until they get this under control um and especially internationally a lot of like america's not the place <laughs> we're in the hot spot a lot yeah, of places and, um, definitely i'm in tennessee and we're on uh i know we're on a quarantine list in pennsylvania and, and and new york so even if i wanted to travel to certain places you know i would have to be quarantined um so you know you're not traveling for for that amount of time anyway um, yeah, that's how it was to go to mass. And then he'd have to be gone for that long. And I was like, no, you cannot leave me with the three. Like one week, okay, I'll survive. Especially because no one wants to help take care of the kids because like of COVID, right? Like we've had no help with the kids. Um, so this is all, I mean, it seems very exciting. Um, and I've also heard too that it's going, it's kind of going to make up for what we lost over the past month, a couple of months, people are going to be wanting to spend kind of what they've made up and then going into the holiday season for resellers, hopefully more online spending. Um, have you heard that as well? Or what do you? Yes. Yes. They're continuing to see a huge acceleration to online. Even when the stores opened up, I think people were just concerned about going shopping out in the stores again. Mm -hmm. And so uh, online has still continued and is still continuing to grow. To grow, in fact, Target and Walmart, I think, both had um, really high uh, earnings this this last time because of that. Although they're not wanting to put any earnings pro projections out for the next quarter because of uh, back to school and the uncertainty there. Um, but yes, online is still um, really huge. I mean, people, I think, got used to having things delivered or order, ordered online. I don't see that changing, um, you know, especially after after things open up. There's a convenience factor there. Um, mm -hmm. Also, people are still bored. They're at home. They're um, browsing. And so, um, you know, online is just 
fill in the time as well. So uh, that as long as the, there's quarantines, I think online is going to continue to be the number one means. So, I mean, this is all very, very hopeful and something to this note too. So a lot is going online. There's been um, some bankruptcies in store places as well, right? Um, and how is that going to kind of one as a reseller impact our reselling, you know, like if these places have gone bankrupt, is it something that's going to cause the demand to go up or place we shouldn't be sourcing these brands anymore? Um, and then also if they're coming, you know, people aren't shopping at malls anymore. Is that going to also help? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, actually malls, I think you're going to see a huge change in um, commercial real estate in general, uh, not just office mm -hmm. spaces. In fact, I heard today um, they're thinking of potentially changing office spaces to low income housing because there's going to be so many vacancies um, as companies decide to keep people working remote as opposed to paying um, for rent. Um, but from the mall perspective, um, Amazon is actually looking at putting distribution centers in um, some of the old JCPenney stores that are closing, oh. um, which would be even better <laughs> for the online consumer um, because then they, you know, they can meet their delivery times and their one day, same day delivery is much easier if they have distribution centers that are closer to where everyone is living. Um, so that's something- but then yeah, I mean, it's good for online consumers, but then for us as itty bitty resellers, it almost makes it harder because then they're wanting, like we're competing with Amazon. People are like, I want free shipping and I want it to me. Now. And like, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and that's kind of where eBay's headed. They're trying to compete with Amazon. And as an itty bitty retailer, it's like, oh, well, that's hard to get free shipping out of my profit and get it there, you know, shipped out the same day. Yeah. So the, um, there's actually the, the they're projecting about 25,000 stores are expected to close and mostly in malls. Um, the the bankruptcies, the, the ones that I thought the newest one was Steinmart. Um, that's more of a shopping center. Um, their reason mostly was they just didn't they expanded too much into the north. It was more of a southern type of style and, and um, aesthetic and it didn't resonate. Um, and all of these retailers had a lot of debt. And now that um, you know, things have kind of shifted away from retail, they're having a hard time uh, refinancing that debt. So a lot of the bankruptcies are, re are restructuring as well. Um, they're not necessarily liquidation. Um, but Lane Bryant, Catherine's and Cacique, um, which were part of the um, Ann Taylor. Uh, so Ann Taylor, Loft, Justice, um, all of those uh, filed bankruptcy a, a couple months ago, I think, or a month ago. Um, but the plus size market, the Lane Bryant, um, Catherine's and Cacique, you know, that could leave a huge gap in um, plus size, uh, just availability of plus size clothes you know, the, in the mall uh, for one. And, you know, I don't know what that'll do to, um, you know, sourcing. It could potentially drive prices up uh, from a resale perspective because people will no longer be able to get, you know, maybe a favorite fit of pants or jeans or something that they've you know, been buying for years from Lane Bryant. So, um, to so Lane Bryant is because bankrupt doesn't always mean that they're shutting down. They just kind of restructure, but Lane Bryant is actually shutting down stores. Um, that whole group is shutting down a majority of their stores. Yeah. Okay. Um, so it is going to, yeah, but you know, the limited, they shut down all their stores, but stayed online. Um, so I don't oh, know really? that's something that they're planning to, to do. Um, I didn't, didn't read that, um, okay. but the majority of the stores are going to going to be closing. They said most, if not all, of okay. um, that whole group. And then the same thing with New York and Company. They're closing most, if not all, of their stores. 
Um, we already mentioned Penny's uh, Neiman Marcus, J. Crew. I think we mentioned the last time. Yeah. Uh, Brooks Brothers, uh, Lord and Taylor, Joseph A. Bank, which is also Men's Warehouse. And then this one I didn't see. It was G Star and Lucky Brand. I thought that was interesting um, that, mm. that they had filed bankruptcy. Um, you know, but Lucky Brand I heard that that Boho. I, I don't think it it doesn't resell very well for me. Um, <laughs> but you know, there may be some some. I, I mean, I know it's definitely a brand that has a large following. Yeah, it definitely does. It doesn't sell very high for me, yeah. but it sells. But if you look like the retail of it, you know, it's a mall brand, so the original retail is like. 50 60 bucks um but it definitely it has a following if you have like the right cut i've noticed people yeah. like look for boots. a certain yeah yes boots for <laughs> sure yeah yeah the lucky boots and, and shoes uh those those always sell well yeah and jeans too i mean they don't sell high. i can sell a pair of jeans for like 10 to 15 so not super high but most of the lucky jeans that i've had um will sell all right. So I think we've covered kind of economic, kind of a high level economic retail. Um, feel free to ask questions too. If you guys have questions um, as we're going through this, I have a, I just learned how to use, there we go. I just learned how to use these banners. So I do have one that says ask questions. <laughs> um, so we've kind of covered a high level. Let's get a little bit deeper into how this is impacting us as resellers, e-commerce, um, a little bit, you know, more micro on that level. Yeah. Um, so really interesting. Um, I think it was a, a McKinsey study this time. Uh, the last time I think I talked about KPMG did a study. This one is McKinsey, so another um, consulting group. But um, they found three emerging e-commerce growth trends. Um, and I thought they were all uh, pretty spot on with some things that um, Poshmark is doing and that we've heard about at, at Poshfest and directions that they're going. Um, but the first being uh, personalization. So as the mall stores are closing, they are looking for ways online to mirror um, an in-store experience. So when they say personal, personalization, they're saying more, you know, offering suggestions of, you know, would you like this or that? You know, do you need a different, you know, it's think of the, the person at the store who asks you if you need a different size or gives suggestions when you're in the dressing room. So, or even just as hello as you walk in, right? Yes. Like, hello, how are you? I'm here <laughs> yeah. if you need anything, right? Yeah. yeah. It recognizes that you're a, a rewards member or repeat buyer or something like that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it offers uh, suggestions. So, based on browser and purchase history, uh, which I think a lot of websites already do that. Um, but, uh, you know, mimic, really trying to mimic an in-store experience online. Um, and I know that, you know, Poshmark, when they rolled out the, the stylist feature, um, they, you know, the intention was that that was a, a bit of a personalization, you know, bringing this, the seller stylist and that personalized touch to, to the buyer on Poshmark. Which I would, agree like with everything that you're saying i think it's great i'm wondering how as resellers we can do it because i think maybe poshmark has the intent to do it but they still don't like i've tried to do the style feature and it takes no. it's hard because if poshmark if poshmark could tell me hey this person is this size and this right. go to my class like here's some like hen helps me i'm like i'm not going to go look at their size and their style and go to my thousand store you know thousand right. item store and scroll through it and style them um so i think the intent is good but if people who are watching have ideas on how <laughs> to kind of and i don't know ebay well enough so if anyone's watching eBay, um, I'm not sure. I've started, if people 
buy something, um, we'll say, hey, I will kind of bundling on eBay. I will include this in your shipment if you would like to look at anything else. Um, but beyond that, I haven't found a good way from a reseller perspective on how to kind of give a bit more of that. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's really something, as I thought through it, it was more that repeat buyer. So, you know, somebody's already purchased something from you or say someone's already purchased a bundle. Um, as you restock, maybe reaching out to that person with the bundle feature and, you know, sharing something that you have to that person and saying, you know, hey, I just restocked the or put, put this in my closet. It's a new listing. I know you purchased something similar. You liked something similar. You know, I would take a look. Yeah, but even that, I, I and I'm not coming out on you because you're not Poshmark, obviously. But I mean, even that they don't like. So in my dashboards, you can export your Poshmark sales report and inventory mm -hmm. report. And there is a graph that tells you your repeat customers. Yeah. But beyond that, like Poshmark doesn't tell you that. As far as yeah. I know, eBay yeah. doesn't tell you that either, which yeah. I think it would be huge. Because then we could say, hey, yeah. you've already purchased from us. Here's some, like I would give a credit or I would give a bigger yes. discount if I knew. Um, I ran a report on Poshmark for the whole year. So we're now, you know, more than halfway through. And I was astonished at how many repeat buyers I had. Hmm. I mean, I was excited. Yeah. But I, was like, I had no idea yeah. that these people were coming back, which is good because then obviously they like, you know, and their customers. And I think that is something. So on that note, um, a podcast is coming up and they do a hackathon. I don't know if they've already put together all of that. Um, but those who are watching, that may be something that you guys can reach out to Poshmark and say, Hey, like, how do we encourage this? Is this something you guys are looking into? Um, I'm making a note. I'm going to send them a message or, too, or because even if buyers, if you could have access to see their likes, um, when you go to, to, to style them, I think that's a frustration is you have a lot of people who aren't selling their own closets on Poshmark. Mm -hmm. And so when mm -hmm. you did this, I shut the stylist thing off, but when I would get suggestions, you know, I would go to their closet and try to see, you know, but do you know, is it really their taste or is it things that they're reselling? You don't, you know, you don't really know. It's almost like we need a Pinterest board type of, you know, maybe somebody's mm -hmm. likes or something mm -hmm. like that. Some sort of a, a style board where you know um, what their style is. Because I personally have a lot of different styles in my closet, as do you. Um, and so, right. you know, is somebody boho? Are they, you know, casual? Are they more formal? Are they looking for work where, you know, you really don't know because you're just kind of, um, you know, in the dark. Yeah. And it's hard to go through your, like if I was like, okay, I like this one item. And oftentimes I'm like, I like this one item. Let me go look in their closet. And if they have a large closet, it's hard to shift through, you know, and figure mm -hmm. out, okay, this isn't my style. And after scrolling for like a minute, I'm like, I'm done. done. So if someone has a large closet, they could have other items, but I don't yeah. have a way to figure that out. Um, I was going to say something else, but now I don't know. Um, okay. So. Uh, the, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> the next, the next one was social commerce, um, which is sell. The, this is, um, I guess, for those uh, Instagram users who have a lot of followers and have the have the ability, but uh, sell products direct through social media as opposed to marketing your shop links. So being able to just click right on your social media post and purchase as opposed to um, 
link in bio, which is where I'm at on that. <laughs> oh, me too. Cause I feel like it's more work. It's not more, it's just different work to have to then. Like I accidentally sold a couple of things last week on Instagram and I was like, yeah, I guess you can buy it. Um, <laughs> but then I had to like go to PayPal and I had to make an invoice and then I had to go buy that, like all of that stuff, which is fine. Um, but I wasn't intentionally doing that. Um, but I'm wondering if this is, and we had talked about this in our last chat about thread upcoming and how something we can do to set ourselves apart is to be like more personalized and give better customer service. And I started to wonder if people, I feel like maybe the younger generations too, um, a little bit want more of that, like support local business and kind of trying to cut out that third um, person. Yeah. And so social media, it's a time, I mean, you have to, to Christina's point, you have to have a following to make this work. Um, so it is time consuming to get to that following, uh, but that's good to know that it could eventually pay off, right? Yes, yes. Um, and then um, the last one uh, is interactive. So product visuals, 360 degree views and videos. Um, and, and I guess I'll, you know, Pasha's adding video through the stories. But, you know, other applications like Depop and, and Vinted, when I was on that back in the day, they had video in the listing. Um, mm -hmm. I think, does eBay have video in the listing? That I, not that I'm aware of. If anyone in the chat knows, I don't, I don't use it if they have it. Yeah. Um, so uh, that's the big thing is they're wanting to see, uh, because people are shopping more online, they want to see the details and the full view and um, potentially video. So I think that's a piece where resellers can really shine, um, especially since uh, you know, I think Poshmark, I mean, Depop only has four photos, but Poshmark and Mercari um, have 12 to 16 now. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, they're giving you a lot more options as opposed to making a collage or something else to try to fit all of the different things in. Uh, but just being real specific with your photos and giving all those views and, um, you know, thinking about, you know, would, would you buy this online if you, you know, with just the, the views that you're giving, um, even looking at retailers. I mean, I know a lot of retailers embed video, um, in there. Uh, yeah. Cause you want to see top. like how it moves and mm -hmm. it sucks. I hate I don't want to have to do it as a reseller because it's more time consuming, yes. but from a consumer, it totally makes sense because you don't get to see it and feel it. And you don't know if it's stiff. Um, right. Oh, Leslie is saying Etsy has video now as well. I'm wondering, as you were talking, I'm wondering what this will do if Poshmark will ever change their returns policy. Um, because I think it's hard a lot. I've heard a lot of people who only purchase on Poshmark are very turned off by it because you, I mean, we all know the return policy um, and you can't, you're competing with Amazon, right? Who has like yeah. free returns, you can do whatever. Um, and even eBay pushes that really hard as well. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering if Poshmark will ever steer away. As a seller, I appreciate it. Um, but from a yeah. consumer perspective, I'm wondering if that'll change. Yeah, and uh, I mentioned the last time too that uh, the Walmart partnership with ThreadUp has free returns. Regular ThreadUp has a restocking fee, um, I think, on the majority of their items. So, uh, you know, the, the trend is going that way. So I think they're going to have to uh, going to have to look at it at, at some some point. Yeah. Um, Especially for a seller, if they want to do a return or not. Um, I don't have returns on my closet there. Yeah, I don't do Depop. I can only do. I, I put a whole bunch of items on. One item sold the same time it sold on 
eBay uh, and you know how eBay is like, you cannot cancel a listing on eBay. So I had to cancel on Depop and I was like, I'm done. I can only manage so many stories at one time. So. Agree. Oh, Leslie is saying, but even if you don't, and because this is curious, Leslie says, I don't fight returns. I tell Poshmark to allow my customers to return their items. I can always sell again. Um, I'm very much in the same boat. I rarely will fight unless they're like, the sh like unless it's like like they're taking a picture of a completely different item like something that's obviously ridiculous i'm usually like i'm sorry you weren't happy like blah 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 like i don't fight it either and a lot of times poshmark will still deny the return yeah i've been lucky i've had one return in the five years i've been selling on there <laughs> wow i was so upset about it too and it because it, it, it was you know yeah i don't have the i don't have <laughs> yeah and so they won't do that and i don't have many i probably had uh, maybe a handful of them but most of the time i'm like well if you're not happy like i'm not gonna fight you yeah. and there was one time oh there was one and i was completely in the wrong um i had taken I had two items that were similar and so when it was getting listed i put the one picture with the measurements of the other item uh, and then like i got them and so okay. she sent it it was a nike shirt and she was like, well, it doesn't have the swish sign. And I was like, oh, well, the measurement pictures has the swish sign, but the front doesn't. And I was like, that's completely my bad. Like, you're right. Like half of the pictures have them, half of them don't. I completely understand. And she's like, okay, well, you admitted it. So I'll keep it. Yeah. I was like, oh, I would have taken it. It was my <laughs> fault. <laughs> um, yeah. But I'm wondering if their policy will change because like as a buyer, I want, especially for clothes, I want to be able to try it on Yeah. before yeah. I... And, and, you know, just thinking that they've expanded to, um, you know, obviously they have kids and men's, um, you know, I mean, that's a whole nother, another thing, you know, your kids mm -hmm. are grow fast. It's not like they can wear something for very long anyway. So, right. um, I think it would probably encourage uh, a lot more sales if there was, was the capability of returns. Mm -hmm. For sure. Christina, that's amazing. More than 2000 sales. I've had around five returns. That's good too. That's yeah. a very low rate. Yes. <laughs> Especially on Poshmark, eBay returns. I constantly have one or two open because they allow for fit, right? And so yeah. people buy items and then they return for fit. Um, all right. So I think we've kind of covered what's happening e-commerce. Can we mm -hmm. maybe start to look a little ahead? What is going to happen um, into, we talked a little bit about quarter three, but quarter three into the holiday season yeah. as well. Yeah, I already mentioned online will continue to accelerate. So what they're predicting for the holidays, um, continued online uh, and very price conscious, uh, lots of sales and, and people being very price conscious. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, a lot of that will have to do with, uh, you know, unemployment benefits. Is there going to be another stimulus, that type of thing. So, uh, I think as, as the lockdowns and, and things continue, uh, people's price, uh, consciousness is going to increase. So something to think about. Um, Prime Day, they actually, I forgot to mention this with uh, Back to School, they moved it. Prime Day, uh, Amazon Prime Day is usually in July. Uh, they mm -hmm. moved it to October. Um, so Prime Day is really going to be what kicks off the season. So it'll be interesting to see what oh. their results are there. And then um, just out of curiosity, I would probably see you know what the top sellers are there to give kind of an indication of what people may be looking for for the holiday season. 
Um, and they're saying that reviews are going to be really crucial on what people are looking for for gifts. So if you're someone who does buy things online, uh, make sure that you leave a review um, if you like it or don't like it, because a lot of people will be looking um, towards those reviews. Um, and then, that's interesting. I never look at them. And my husband's like oh, the best. No, and this is why <laughs> research is it. If we were we're looking to get something and I go on Amazon and I'm like, Amazon recommended four stars. Cool. I'm good. And he is like three days later, he's looked at all the videos. He's like built spreadsheets about, I'm like, this is why you purchase all of the expensive things. Cause I'd be like, Meh, it's yeah. fine. <laughs> um, and then uh, well-being is emerging uh, as a huge trend. And um, I actually had seen something, I, I didn't have this one in my notes, but the luxury retailers, uh, I read an article that said that if um, luxury, the luxury retailers that don't focus on well-being are not going to have a, a good holiday season. So I'm interested to see how luxury retailers, what they decide to do with their products or how they decide to move mm. into the well-being field. Um, skincare and, and lotions and things like that have been selling really well during the pandemic too. So, it, you know, is that where they're going or is it going to be robes or, you know, more loungewear or, um, you know, just what like is athletic and well-being going to be from a, a luxury perspective? Yeah. Um, I wanted to note too, my husband told me today, um, Walmart act, or yesterday, I think he told me, but Walmart all the days are kind of blending together at this point. Walmart is actually announced that they're not doing Black Friday. They are not, they are closing on normal time Wednesday. So the day before Thanksgiving, they're closed Thanksgiving and they're opening normal time on Friday and not doing, maybe online they'll do something, but they're not doing their big Black Friday in person, which I thought was like, cause Black, Walmart's usually like, we're open all night, 24 hours and come in at 6 a.m. and we have something every hour. You know, they're usually like all over it. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah, I think I heard Target was doing the same. Um, they've decided to be, you know, they've been open Thanksgiving Day in the past several years too. And they've decided to, to have their stores closed on Thanksgiving Day. Um, you know, I think it's it, it's a it's a good thing to do. I, I never really, I, I, you know, I was always wondering what the, sales were on that day to, to be open anyway. But um, uh, yeah, I, I think it's just that shift towards, you know, thinking about just health and wellness and their employees and allowing them to spend time with their families and uh, the shift to online. Is it really worth having the store open on those days? Yeah. Well, and if people are consumers are shifting to, you know, well-being, like you said, yeah. letting them be home <laughs> with their family, we can all wait a day, you know? Yeah. Oh, Janice Marie is saying it was to show their employees appreciation for the dedication during pandemic, which yeah. I mean, that's, that's nice. Yes. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, we want to go next. You want to talk reseller trends then? Um, yeah, we can. I did have a quick okay. question though. And yeah. I don't know if you like specifically looked at this, but as we were talking, I remember talking about it last time. So I want to kind of bring it up and see if you had any thoughts. Yeah. We were talking about, so most big 
not most, all big stores order ahead, you know, seasons a year ahead and everything. And so we had kind of talked about, they ordered seasons ahead and now, you know, people aren't buying as much. What are they going to be doing with that? Are they going to push trends to the next season? Are they selling off more liquidation? Um, And then if that's the case, that's going to oversaturate the reselling market. Right. And so I don't know if you had touched, have you seen or heard anything on that? It's actually kind of a mess right now in the retail world. Um, so th- there was kind of some, for lack of a better term, shady stuff that happened um, between suppliers and retailers uh, when um, they, they canceled orders that were already put into production. So what happens is mm-hmm. the um, the manufacturer is kind of left holding the bag because they're not paid for an order until after it's complete. but because they had already received the order, they started it. So a lot of suppliers were were left with unfinished product that they weren't going to be paid for. And so they're not taking um, orders from from retailers now uh, because of that. So some some relationships were really um, severed uh, over uh, the, the inventory. Um, so, and also when retailers were on the fence about keeping it or pushing it uh, or, um, putting it to liquidation, a lot of them actually decided to keep it for next year. So, um, I, I don't know that there was a large flood of, um, inventory and then, um, retailers like old Navy and others are doing a lot of, uh, donations, um, for people who are impacted, um, by the pandemic. Um. So love that. Love that. Well, so that seems fairly hopeful from a reseller perspective that they weren't being oversaturated. And then maybe some of the trends that we are keeping an eye out for this year are just going to be prolonged into the coming year. And then probably like I've already started to see some of the masks that match the fabric, you know, like people, (laughs) the designer matching and um, and then probably like some robes, athletic wear, more leisure wear than before. Yeah. Okay. Well, and that can kind of lead us into um, some of the trends that were coming up. Actually, I do want to, I'm going to take it back one more step. We were talking about personalization and selling online and stuff. um, And we, we had talked a little bit about, um, and I think you had mentioned it on your Instagram too, about influencers and kind of what's happening. um, If you're going to start promoting yourself and give this personalization on social media, how should you be doing it? And what should you be doing to kind of, right? Yeah, and I'm actually glad Leslie's on because she does a really good job with this. So um, the uh, there's a lot of back, backlash actually against uh, influencers. Um, a lot of people have just had fatigue um, over influencers and and feel that their uh, image is nothing but a facade. Um, a lot of people were very upset about um, people flaunting you know Chanel bags and this and that while there's so many people unemployed. And uh, so they're actually slashing marketing budgets to influencers. If you're not one of the top uh, draws, mm-hmm. um, you know, they're not eliminating, but uh, they're, they're being, marketers are being much more picky uh, with who they're choosing and um, slashing those budgets. And um, they said the shift, even though more people are, are on social media than ever before, there's actually a shift to um, authenticity accountability, transparency, and reality. Um, and I feel that us as resellers, you had mentioned the whole, you know, shop from a small business, you know, support uh, an individual 
a lot of people are supporting, you know, really supportive of side hustles right now because, you know, yeah. for a lot of people, side hustle is their main hustle during the pandemic. And so um, I think as resellers, we really have a leg up on that. Um, if we have, you know, the authentic and, and real um, message. Yeah. And I think that's, I mean, I'm putting like explanation points here <laughs> because I think it's really good. If someone told me that I am always like sunshine and butterflies. And I think you kind of have to be like some of what you've said is drew me, but you have to take some of that and make it into the positive. And I think what we can take out of a lot of this as resellers, um, I mean, even if you're not necessarily on social media, but being authentic and being upfront and honest um, and just being a real person, because I think people are really starting to see that human connection and wanting that as opposed to these big um, buyers. And quick note for an eBay story. Um, I am big on, I mean, being real and honest like that return on Poshmark. I was like, you know what? That's totally my bad. I should have done it instead of arguing and fighting for something that I was wrong in. The same thing happened on eBay and on eBay, if you get a negative review, it's like bad news bears. Um, and so I was an item not as described and it was completely my fault. And I was like, it's my fault. Like, I'm sorry. I thought I checked it. Apparently I didn't. Anyways, we went back and forth and she was like, you know what? I'd like to change my review because even though the item was not as described, you've been stellar in your um, customer service. And so it's still just having that connection and not just being like, well, blah, 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 you know, and going yeah. off the deep end on them yeah. still having good customer service and being a person I think can still set us apart and get you yeah. those sales. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the, kindness, you know, it was part of the personalization is just the, uh, you know, being, being friendly and, and, and warm, uh, you know, as individuals, uh, with, with, I think we all have frustrations with buyers, but, um, I really feel like we have a leg up there and, uh, you know, able to sell things, but sell it in a, in an, sell our own style. I mean, have somebody, you know, I think they, they want to know who they're buying from and what they're buying and appreciate, you know, what resellers do. Right. Um, sorry, making a note. And yeah, it was authenticity, accountability, transparency, and reality. Yeah. Which I think we can definitely have a leg up and just be real. So, um, let's go into reseller trends now and kind of what, as resellers, we can look at getting going into the uh, quarter three and quarter four of the holiday season. Yeah, yeah. So some of this is kind of a repeat of some things we've probably already touched on, but um, StockX, if you're familiar with them, they do a lot of uh, sneaker sales. Um, they've reached 2.5 billion in gross uh, merchandise revenue. Uh, they've had a lot of growth through, during the pandemic. But the thing that I found very interesting was that sales to 45 plus year old buyers are up 30% for them. Mm. And so uh, even as people are shifting, um, reselling becoming you know, more acceptable and growing, uh, you know, the last time we talked, it was that the kind of Gen Z mm -hmm. that was really driving it with their you know the 90s and, and yeah. uh, vintage. Um, but to see that 45 plus was were buying sneakers up 30 percent, I thought that was interesting. Um, and, then, and that's kind of I mean, it's mostly sneakers. I wonder if that translates to other sales as well. But that's kind of exciting for me because I'm not I'm getting to the I'm not really cool stage anymore. Um, but I appreciate the 45 plus because they tend to spend more money. Right. Mm -hmm. Like they is and especially like career where where I love. So it's not 
I mean, some of it's cute, but it's not anything fancy and trendy and, you know, Depop, but like people will buy it and they pay good price for it. Um, and so that's kind of exciting that, that you don't have to be a Depop kind of seller to be able to be a reseller. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And nothing wrong with Depop. <laughs> I know you're no. a Depop. I'm just saying like, sometimes I feel like I'm not cool enough to be a reseller. Uh, you know what, if I'm selling something, <laughs> fake yeah, it, right. Fake it, you know, <laughs> um, I, yeah, the, uh, uh, and then according to uh, refinery 29, which I, I don't know if, if, if you're familiar with that website, it's, it's mm -hmm. mostly geared towards, uh, um, New York, uh, millennials, but they do have a lot of, uh, fashion and, and trend. Um, information on, on in their articles, but they said that uh, interest in secondhand clothing has actually grown during the pandemic. You know, at first people were afraid about how COVID was transferred and didn't want to buy things from other people's homes. But, you know, once the information came out that it didn't really live on surfaces um, and people were seeing, you know, what resellers and others were doing uh, to be safe, they it actually grew um, during the pandemic. And it's expected to grow 27% in 2020, which is actually a huge number for yeah. um, a segment. Um, and so even though I mentioned this already, even though stores open, people are still shopping at home, uh, quarantine induced boredom and browsing. Um, and this kind of ties into the chats we've had this week about the, the relist, but resale has mm. constant new arrivals and that's a huge draw for buyers. Uh, and then rethinking values, uh, sustainability, um, buy less, but better quality. Uh, used allows access to or accessibility to those higher quality brands, mm -hmm. um, supporting small business that you mentioned, and then price uh, resale typically has uh, a lower price uh, than retail. So those are the drivers. And you touched on this and I'm going to have you just talk a minute about it, but I am going to send, I did put um, Christina's Instagram in the chat, which I should keep it open. Sometimes YouTube turns it off. So if you're watching this in the recording and a chat's not up there, just leave a comment and I'll turn it back on. I'm still learning YouTube. Um, but Christina mentioned the relisting feature really quickly on Poshmark. If you guys have been following social media a little bit, they're saying that, uh, I'm gonna let you explain it because you did a really good write up on your Instagram and I'm gonna fumble around as I say it. So I'm gonna let you explain it. Just a quick overview and then you can follow, um, go over to her post and read a little bit more about it. But I thought it was kind of relevant in what we're talking about. Yeah, the copy feature. So um, there, there was some feedback from Poshmark that when you use the new copy feature that it, the items were not appearing in just in any longer. Um, then, you know, I think through the day, some people had other information and it turns out it does appear in just in if it's over 60 days that it's been listed, um, but mm -hmm. under 60 days, it does not appear in just in. Um, and one of the reasons that was cited uh, from from someone or, or that was in, in there, um, I thought maybe it had to do with their inventory valuation uh, and, and not wanting to double count things, but uh, it seems that it's more along the just in that I, that I mentioned and that they want to have a fresh feed. And so that's why they chose the 60 day um, cutoff so that some mm -hmm. of the items that are in um, just in are really just that they're, they're new items listed for the first time. Um, yeah. And some people were, were saying, you know, I don't really shop just in what's the importance of it. And, and it's actually very important in retail. If you go to any website, H&M, Zara, ASOS, they, they all, the first thing you click on, it says new arrivals. 
and people always go to new arrivals. They go to back and, you know, back in. Uh, so it's things that sold out and then are back in stock. You know, those are where you really see all the trends and where things are going. And so um, I think especially if someone's looking for an item, a specific item, um, you know, they don't allow you to save a search on, on Poshmark like other apps. But, you know, if you're specifically looking for something, um, just in is, is where you're going to go look for it because you want to make sure, you know, see, did anybody list what I'm looking for? Um, it's also, you know, a great place to find good deals from, you know, new, new resellers or people just cleaning out their closets. So uh, yeah. I think just in is a really important um, piece and they, they just, for whatever, you know, because of this trend of, of the constant new arrivals and resale, they want to keep that feed fresh. Yeah. And that totally um, makes sense. I wonder though, cause you had mentioned too, about just not double counting things. Yeah. I wonder too, if that's part of it um, because they're yeah. not, overly sophisticated in how they manage their data. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if your whole- 60 days um, is their cutoff. And so they're refreshing their evaluation. The, the, like I mentioned, the stock yeah. X evaluation, they're, re, they're redoing that on a 60 day um, cycle. Uh, yeah, I so think you, just personally, I think there are some things, the, the feature was great, but it not deleting um, the original and leaving the copy out there. I see a lot of closets where people have double of all of their listings. Um, you know, a lot of people aren't taking copy out of the, yeah. the um, title. And I mean, you can just put copy in your search bar and um, uh, Poshmark and oh, you can see all of them that pop up. You know, so as a buyer, am I really going to want to purchase a listing that says copy? You know, so right. I think there's some things just really to think about. And it's more they put a lot of the maintenance of it, I think, on the user and didn't give really clear direction on how to use it. You know, you had to kind of figure it out on your own. You had to delete the other listing. Um, and right. so and get rid the, of the copy. And, yes. Yeah. 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 So there's some tweaks, I think, that, that need to be done. And maybe, you know, hopefully this discussion this week will drive um, some of those refinements. Yeah, for sure. And I think on Poshmark too, I mean, a lot, like we're all resellers, but the majority of Poshmark is not that. Um, and so trying to put all of that on people who aren't like doing it. Most people are like cleaning out their closets and like selling kids, you know, like they're not, like we're out there on Instagram, YouTube, you know, finding out, but that's not with the majority of Poshmark. So if they're going to roll out these new features, making sure that either there's um, quality checks to make sure that you can't duplicate or teaching you know, the yeah. users how to use it. But that is not part of the <laughs> discussion today. No. I just wanted to have a side note because it is kind of popular right now. Um, and so if people haven't yeah. heard that that was kind of happening, um, I did want to touch on that. So um, I'm just going to let you finish out with that because we are getting, I can go over a few minutes, but we are getting towards the end. If you want to finish out kind of with things to look forward, um, moving forward. Yeah, so the July top sellers, um, you know, mentioned wellness, uh, I, yeah, on Etsy, the top two sellers were masks and then mask chains, which are similar to you know, like an eyeglass mm -hmm. chain. And then you can, you know, have your mask hang, hang on them. They've got two hooks on the end. Um, sweatshirts, leggings, hoodies, uh, silk scarves for masks, um, statement earrings and brooches, uh, you know, because people are on a lot of Zoom calls. And then what they're calling mm -hmm. the Zoom shirt. Uh, so blouses are up. 30%, um, but pants sales are down. Um, and then caftans and loose dresses. Uh, so moo-moos are back in style again. That's absolutely, can you see that's what I have on right now? Yeah. <laughs> it's just like a loose, yep. Mm -hmm. They're uh, so comfortable. 
and uh, why, we know Y2K is coming back. Um, and then Squirts, I thought that was interesting. Um, but those are, was one of the July top sellers. Um, Apparently then, I'm all the rage because I love Squirts too, because I hate wearing shorts. I have so many, and I actually sold quite a few in July. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> and then the, the fall winter trends, you know, really, uh, sustainability and wellness. I would really focus on that. And, and if you're thinking about it, Poshmark has opened up, um, you know, some of the, the lotions and those types of things are allowed on Posh you know, that are, were allowed on other sites. Um, that's something that's selling really well. Skincare, not necessarily the makeup that we thought early on, um, but, but skincare and uh, just to health and beauty um, products. Mm -hmm. And then um, for the, the vintage sellers, uh, there's a lot of opportunity. Knitted vests, um, Argyle, Fair Isle, um, sweaters, uh, academia, 90s prep, uh, statement collars. So those um, bow tops, uh, bow, bow collars, 70s, the real point, really pointy collars. It goes back to kind of that Zoom shirt. Yeah, um, I was totally thinking that where all you can see is right here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, plaid and check prints will be continue to be popular. Um, shearling um, in, in coats and jackets. Uh, 80s rocker, chunky chain jewelry, and then um, animal print, of course, but moving toward more snake and zebra, uh, still leopard, but moving more towards snake and zebra. Zebra seems to be the one that's uh, really popping up uh, everywhere. So, All right. Um, I did write down, now I don't remember. Um, oh, this is what I was going to say. Sorry. <sighs> So resale secrets is saying quarter four is great for clothes, except new it not great. is not great. Okay. I was like, wait a minute. I was thinking the opposite, but she said not. Thank you. It's not great for clothes, except for new with tag. I'm looking for more home decor and new toys for gifts. Um, and I think this is a valid point. Yeah. I last December was my first legit December as a reseller. I had started in the December before and I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I just started doing it. Um, so then it was like, I was sourcing for it specifically and everyone's like oh quarter four is great quarter four is great and it was like awful <laughs> it was my worst month last year in december and i was like what is going on so i've been doing more research um the beginning of the year for used is good because people are you know cleaning out their closet less money are willing to buy but for gifts they want new with tabs um that's kind of pushed me into kind of the palette world um i'm getting my first palette this week so let's hope Fingers crossed, we'll see how it yeah. goes. Um, but I kind of haven't done it in the past because I like sourcing. I mean, there's lots of reasons, but it's I want to get an idea of how it's going to go um, and have new attacks for the holiday season and see if yeah. that kind of helps my December because last December was awful. <laughs> yeah, and and you know, obviously the we don't know. You know, the fitness trend that always seems to happen around January is that going to happen mm -hmm. with everybody already? You know, being kind of on that that um, athleisure kick uh because they're working from home so um yeah but i think that's still going to remain a, a top seller so something to keep in mind i guess but uh, no. i think it i mean i think people are in athleisure because they're home but i feel like the january actually working out will probably still be there because we're still like i mean now we're home and eating more mm -hmm. and then you also have the holidays on top of it that like january comes and you're like all right even my athleisure is not fitting anymore <laughs> like let me get some actual workout clothes and buy that treadmill and get to it um but i wonder it'll probably be more home gym type stuff than yeah yeah yeah, yeah. gym memberships right 
All right. Well, this was informative as always. Um, I'm glad we got through it all. Like right on the dot. We have two <laughs> minutes left. So if anybody yeah. does have any questions, feel free to drop them down below. Um, I will let Christina do a little shameless self-promotion again. I don't know if your blog yeah. is up or if you want to just have people follow you on Instagram to keep an eye out yeah. for that. And anything else that you want to promote. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing all your knowledge. Thank you. No, the blog, you know, it's, it's a work in progress. I'm hoping in the next uh, week or two, but uh, you know, follow me on, on Instagram. I've been kind of testing out some of my topics there. So I appreciate any feedback and things you like to see and, you know, it'll help drive uh, the content that I, that I work towards. So I appreciate you letting me uh, be on and, and talk about these things. I do find them interesting. So. Oh yeah, me too. And I, um, I want to thank everyone else for joining as well as well. This will be up in the recording. So if you're watching this in the recording and now make sure to hit that like button, but if you're watching this in the recording, um, definitely make sure to hit that like button. Feel free to leave questions. If you have questions and you couldn't make it to the live, um, if it's something I can answer, I will answer. And if not, um, I will either make sure Christina comes back and answers or I'll bug her until she tells me the answer and I will come back. Um, and answer it for you as well. These are always very informative. I am trying to have her on quarterly-ish um, so we can do an update. So if you like content like this, make sure to subscribe to my channel, hit that notification so you get notified of my newest content. I am going live on Instagram on Saturday with Daniela from Ivy and Blush. She was in the chat. Um, I'm not sure if she's still hanging out or not, but she was in the chat. So Ivy and Blush, um, the links are going to be I think in my stories, I'll push them or something, but follow me on Instagram. Um, I'll be going live talking data with her and then also on Oh Snazzy. Oh Snazzy. <laughs> her name's Yolanda. And now like I never type her full name. Um, oh, that's I put it, Nazzy, I think. Yes, thank you. <laughs> I never type the full names because you type like the first two and then the full thing comes up. But I'm also going live with Yolanda talking about a Q&A over the dashboard. So if there's questions that you have, how does this work? What do you do with that? Any questions you have on the dashboard, I will be live on Yolanda's Instagram as well on Saturday, both Saturday mornings. Um, follow my stories to see links for that or follow Daniela and um, Yolanda as well, because we'll be going live on their channel. I do have my What Sold Wednesday, so I will be coming talking What Sold in the last week for me on Poshmark and Instagram this Wednesday. It's every single Wednesday, 4.30 p.m. Mountain Standard. I go over all of my sales, show you everything, and then kind of my top brands and any analytics that I've kind of considered or looked at for the week. I'm trying to teach you guys what I look at and how I decide to make decisions for my business to help you guys grow and learn as well. Well, um, I wrote down notes. Let me make sure I covered everything. Affiliate, if you guys are an affiliate or you want to become an affiliate, the link for that is down below. I have um, increased that to 35% to make sure to pay you guys accordingly for all of your time and work in that as well. And I do have a podcast in the link down below. So make sure to head on over there and subscribe. That's it. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining, Christina. Yeah, I know. I tried to get it all out. Um, Thanks for joining. It really is a pleasure. And I really appreciate all of the work that you put into this. Um, and it really is. It's very helpful to me. And then I hope everyone else got um, some good stuff out of it as well. So make sure to follow her on Instagram. Yep. And have a good night. Bye.